Welcome to the Flow State Performance Podcast. This is Jiro, Jiro Taylor, the host, the founder of Flow State, the host of Flow Tribe. And um, I'm feeling awesome. I got back from a weekend uh, of ceremonial nature immersion um, with a beautiful friend of mine who's been uh, getting initiated in uh, practices of the of the Andean uh, South American region, uh, working with the plant medicine teacher Wachuma San Pedro, the cactus. And so I was on a ceremony uh, in the Byron Bay hinterland exploring majestic rainforests and towering peaks overlooking valleys so beautiful and so mystical that I half expected a dragon to just roar from around the corner with Bilbo Baggins on the back of him. And uh, it was just a sublime and deeply nourishing, beautiful experience uh, where I learned a lot about um, what holds me back from shining even brighter um, and from giving even more to the world. Um, so I am so grateful for the opportunities to do this sort of work and to learn more and more about um, the way that my limitations are all um, conjured up by by myself, by my ego, and how to gain the skill to, to, to dismantle them and to uh, break through threshold after threshold um, until on this path of full expression. So I feel grateful for that. And this morning um, we met at 5 a.m., me and a few brothers, and uh, we met at Tea Tree Bay in the, in the beautiful Noosa National Park, and we surfed and moved, meditated and yarned, had coffees, dropped into a beautiful space where we shared what we're grateful for in life and it's so beautiful to have these spaces carved out into our lives and for all of us it's such an integral part of this life and flow having these regular consistent gatherings where we meet up and share from the heart and um, of course play so uh, yeah here's a little encouragement for you to create such gatherings and regular events in your life so a little bit of a special announcement for this week's podcast. This is episode 63, and I've decided moving on forwards to do more solo episodes. I love interviewing people, uh, flow masters from around the world, and this is always something that's going to be continued. Um, but I've decided on a rhythm of, uh, or a ratio of one-to-one, or one solo um, episode of just me getting into a flow state and sharing my learnings from experimenting and exploring this life and flow and then the next week uh, reverting to the traditional format of me interviewing or getting into a flow dialogue going getting into a conversation um, with somebody else and the reason why I've decided to do this is because whilst I love the the uh, speaking with others sometimes the depth to which I seek to explore and educate on this subject of flow, mindfulness, developing our self-awareness um, is such that when I can do this solo, I know that we can get deeper and we can, we can just get into it. We can, we can uh, really just dive deeply into the, the practicalities of how to design a life that leads to um, higher consciousness and flow. And uh, I think it's going to be a, a beautiful way to sort of add variety, have a bit, a bit of yin-yang, 
um, a bit of contrast. So uh, this is the first one of a series, I guess. And today, of course, seeing as we're going to be starting at the beginning with these solo flow nugget episodes, we're going to be going into what is flow. And I'm going to go right back to the basics. For a lot of you who've listened to the show or who have read books like Rise of Superman or Flow by Mihai Csikszentmihalyi, some of this will be great ground to recover. We're going to be looking at the neuroscience of flow states, um, how we know that we're in a flow state, uh, why why seek out flow states? What's the, what's actually the point of seeking out flow states? So we're going to look into a little bit of my practice, how I get into flow states. Um, it's an ever-evolving practice, as I'm sure yours is. Um, and then I'm going to suggest that you check out a, uh, a a collection of practices that I've put together. I spent a lot of time putting this together, a lot of a lot of energy, and I feel great about it. It's called 22 Days of Flow. And if you go to flowstate.co forward slash 22 days, that's two, two days, then uh, you can sign up to receive one flow challenge or one flow practice per day for 22 days. And this covers the meditation practice that I use, the breathwork practices that I use, some of the visualization and affirmation practices that I use, and a lot more as well. So please check that out. So that's flowstate.co forward slash two, two days. And without further ado, let's dive into the 63rd episode of the Flow State Performance Podcast. And um, I really hope that you enjoy the show. Ten years ago, um, I was living a life uh, where I was basically in a lot of uh, fear and states of agitation and anxiety. Um, I made a decision to redesign my life and to optimize it for experiencing um, altered states of consciousness and peak states of consciousness because at the time they seemed like the most meaningful thing out there. Um, over the course of the last 10 years, I've immersed myself in flow states. I've interviewed many of the neuroscientists, psychologists, and flow masters around the world to find out everything they, um, they have learned. And most importantly, I've immersed in my own practices, um, developed my own practices and learned flow practices from many masters and created the time and space in my life to go deeply into them so that I can experience them and then teach people from that place. So over the next 10 minutes or so, we're going to learn a little bit about what flow states are, uh, about why they're so important and uh, helpful if you want to experience your full human potential, um, how you can design your life to experience more of them, um, and then, of course, a little bit about um, what's next, how you can go deeper into the practice of experiencing flow states and alternate states of consciousness. So first of all, to understand um, flow states, we have to understand this concept of states of consciousness. Right now, you're in a particular state of consciousness, as am I. Um, tonight, when you go to sleep and you um, rest your head on the pillow, you're preparing for a different state of consciousness. And when you wake up in the morning, or when, first of all, when you go through an REM dream cycle, you're in a very interesting state of consciousness. And when you wake up in the morning, you're going to be in a different state of consciousness. If you were to drive to your office, you're going to a subtly different state of consciousness. If you were to leave your office to go into nature and do some meditation, it's likely you'd slip into a different state of consciousness, and so on and so on. There are many, many states of consciousness. And the, the thing is that humanity for millennia, since the beginning of mankind, we cultures have understood um, and revered and honored um, alternate states of consciousness. And it just so happens that the culture that we're a part of places a disproportionate amount of um, reverence, I guess, to just one state of consciousness. And that's the problem-solving thinking state of consciousness, which is super useful um, for, for many things, but it really is not the totality of the situation. 
So our addiction to thinking uh, has created a situation in which many human beings have forgotten their birthright, that we have access to many states of consciousness and through the gateways of these, um, these states, we can have profound healing, profound growth. We can learn about what it really is to be a wild human being having this uh, existence on this planet Earth. So if you were to look at many indigenous cultures and ancient civilizations, you'll understand how they've revered altered states of consciousness by um, the way that they've designed cities or the geometry of buildings have been designed to induce altered states. Um, recipes for brews and plant medicines and tonics and herbs and drinks and meals and uh, practices and rituals have been passed down from generation to generation with respect because wise humans of the past have understood that passing down these rituals and these tools and pathways and technologies to allow um, their, their, um, their, their future um, um, tribes people is going to help them grow as, grow as human beings, is going to help them live their most uh, connected and um, powerful lives that they possibly can. So just uh, recognize the fact that we live in an interesting culture whereby thinking is kind of worshipped in a sense um, and to the point where it, some people, many people don't realize that there's an alternate to the thinking state of consciousness. Um, and so many people have, do not have a very sophisticated uh, relationship with their feeling sense or their intuiting sense or their instinctive intelligence, their emotional intelligence, their dream states um, and their abilities to slip into deep, deep flow states. So. Um, when I began to explore uh, altered states of consciousness, I realized that there's, there was a whole dimension of living that I'd been missing out on. And I realized that uh, my growth, my healing, uh, if I was to understand where anywhere near my human potential, I was going to have to become a skillful explorer of consciousness. Um, and that's what I've spent the next, the last 10 years doing. And that's what I dedicate my life and my business to helping people do as well. So flow state, uh, why is it so interesting? Uh, why is it so profound? Uh, why is this particular state of consciousness uh, worth discussing? Well, if the flow state is, is called by psychologists the optimal state of consciousness in which we perform and feel our best. Um, and it's been studied by psychologists and neuroscientists. And I won't go too deeply into these details. If you want to read The Rise of Superman by Steve Kotler, or read Flow by Mihaly Csikszentmihalyi, you'll get a very good grounding in terms of the, uh, the psychology and the neuroscience of flow states. But suffice it to say that a whole bunch of interesting things happen in our neurobiology when we slip into a state of flow. And that doesn't matter whether we're chopping potatoes, making love to our partner, or snowboarding down a mountain. Um, the same neurochemical, neuroelectrical, neuroanatomical response happens within us, which feels like immersion. It shows up in our experience as deep immersion, deep focus, a sense of control, a distortion of time, and a vanishing of this self-identity that keeps us separate um, in most of life. So the flow state is a profound experience because um, there's a, something that happens in our brain. They call it transient hypofrontality. But basically, the part of our brain that, can, that modulates our sense of separate self-identity and linear time goes offline. And so we can immerse in life. We can immerse in the action that we're doing so that the borderline between um, us and our action, the action that we're taking evaporates. We become flow. We become the action that we're doing. 
This is profound on many levels because it helps us understand what it is to be a human being when we take our, self, our sense of self-identity and linear time out of the equation. And it just so happens that when those two things are out of the equation, we perform at a higher level, our ability to learn enhances, um, our pattern recognition increases, we tap into deep creativity, um, spontaneous high performance, um, and you know what? It's just fun. It's really, really, really fun to be in a flow state. Um, some of the other really profound um, aspects of being in a flow state are that they explore, uh, they allow us to explore what it is to be wild and unconditioned. If you think about how our sense of self-identity is a function of the society that we're being a part of largely, we're given a name, we're given a title, we're given SAT scores, uh, we're given a role in society, um, and this manifests as this kind of like uh, identity which, which we can print out onto a resume or onto Facebook or onto LinkedIn. And when we remove that, what are we left with? We're left with like this more primordial uh, sense of who we are, a wild human being beyond or beneath the, condition, the conditioning and the labels. And so being in a flow state allows you to explore this. It's a, it's a, if you want to understand freedom, then flow state... Um, experiencing flow states and becoming a master of slipping into flow states enables you to explore what freedom really means. And uh, just what's popped to mind in, in this particular flow state that I'm in right now is this quote by Viktor Frankl who wrote Man's Search for Meaning. And he said, anything can be taken from a man but one thing, the ability to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances. And this is really the, for me, the, the highest or most profound understanding of why it's interesting to explore flow states. Because by choosing, by cultivating, by becoming skillful in navigating different states of consciousness, by me being able to design a life and you being able to design a life where you can be in flow for a maximal amount of time, where you can be in flow when you're brushing your teeth, you can be in flow when you go surfing, you can be in flow when you're having a conversation around the dinner table. Well, then you have gained the ability to choose your attitude in any given set of circumstances. And if, like Viktor Frankl, you get to the stage of flow mastery where you can choose your, your state of consciousness in very challenging circumstances. For him, he was in a Nazi concentration camp, which is about as extreme as it gets. But if you can choose your state of consciousness in the boardroom meeting, in the argument with your partner, when things are not going well, then you have evolved um, you have become a more sophisticated and skillful human being because you can choose a higher state from which can uh, emerge uh, more skillful, uh, higher order functions that can help you live a more beautiful, meaningful, fulfilled, high performance life. And so I think that is the most beautiful way to look at flow states. They help you explore and choose your state of consciousness. And from your state of consciousness that you choose will come the actions, the thoughts, the deeds, and they will come forth, they will ripple forth from the state of conscience, consciousness that you've chosen. So if you are, for example, in a mind state of scarcity, if you are feeling afraid, if you're feeling less than, or if you're feeling agitated or angry, then the thoughts and actions that um, come forth from that place are probably not going to be your highest, most creative um, most uh, in-service and contributive acts, um, they're probably going to be coming from a place of reactiveness. Um, so if you can flip, state shift, 
drop into a breath technique or a meditation technique or some form of uh, flow practice that can help you immediately shift into a flow state or a higher state of consciousness, then everything that ripples forth from that particular moment will be touched and affected by a higher state of consciousness. This is the beautiful domino or fractal effect of living in flow. Everything, all our relationships, all our thoughts, all our deeds, what we emanate out from us is either coming from a lower state of consciousness or a higher state of consciousness. If you can, on demand, be in a higher state of consciousness, then you are constantly giving out what it is that you have the power to give. As a creator, powerful being, you have the ability to give out abundance and love and joy in those higher states that we all know about. So that's a little bit about why it's... Uh, why this is a path worth walking you know it's fun it will help you understand what you really are beneath all the conditioning um, it will help you get into peak learning states peak creative states peak productivity states it will help you connect with your inner nature and unlock your intuition um, your instinctive intelligence um, and you'll start to feel connected uh, with earth with nature on a level that previously you were, you were incapable of connecting with and finally it will help you uh, achieve this type of freedom which only becomes apparent once you learn to navigate your inner world, your states of consciousness. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about how you can become a skillful navigator um, and explorer of consciousness. And of course, this is a, a, a broader, larger, deeper topic and um, there's a, my entire life is revolving around helping human beings uh, navigate consciousness. Um, if this is really interesting to you, then I really I uh, advise you check out uh, flowtribe.co, which is the community where everybody in there is a explorer of consciousness and everybody's sharing their own practices and learning from each other. And it's a very potent way. I'm sure it's an ancient way. Uh, we're tapping into like this tribal aesthetic of learning from each other. Um, and this is uh, how it would have been done for millennia. Elders passing down wisdom to younger people, um, people experimenting in their own time and sharing what they've learned with others. Um, and this is no doubt how humans have learned how to exist in peak states uh, for forever. And this is what we're doing within Flow Tribe. But today I want to tell you a little bit about um, the, the basics of how to achieve a flow state in whatever you do. And there's basically four things that you have to think about. The first thing is focus. Flow follows focus. Unless you can be focused, unless you can be single-mindedly focused and drop into a deep state of focus, then flow is always going to be something beyond your skill level. The extent to which you can deepen your focus, to drive your attention into the now, to be present, will be the extent to which you can enjoy higher states of consciousness in life. It's that simple. This is why Mihaly Csikszentmihalyi said, um, control of consciousness determines quality of life. Okay? So if you can focus, you can flow. So practice uh, focus through meditation, through crosswords, Sudoku, um, through single-mindedness, through training yourself to using Pomodoro technique or any sort of concentration technique to drive your attention into the now. It's a really, it's a practice worth doing um, because everything else derives from focus. Like anything that you want in your life, whether it's deeper relationships, a deeper sense of peace, whether it's the promotion, whether it's more money, whether it's more skill, whether it's the ability to speed read, everything comes from your ability to focus, okay? Um, the second thing is uh, having a goal. Um, a goal creates the container in which you can find flow. 
Um, in many settings, this is a, the rules of a game, for example. Um, or if I was chopping the potatoes, I know that I'm supposed to, I'm trying to chop them with a certain pattern or a certain size. So you have to know what the goal is to achieve a flow state. Um, very similar to this is having a feedback loop built into this. So a feedback loop um, is like a tennis court. It's the white chalk lines that, that enable you to know whether um, you have uh, gone outside the rules of the game. Um, or a feedback loop in a physical movement situation is falling down or breaking your leg or um, injuring yourself or just like losing your balance. Um, it's, it's a feedback loop that keeps you within the container. It keeps you, it keeps you aware of the zone in which you are playing, okay? And it's essential. So I build in feedback loops to everything that I do in life, okay? Whether that's alarms, um, whether that's reward systems, um, but I build in feedback loops and it's a very important thing to do. Um, the final thing is this uh, ratio between challenge and skills. There's a very famous graph, which is just a simple x-axis, y-axis, or the opposite, and I can't remember. Um, but basically you have challenge here and skill here. And the greater the challenge, um, the more your, your um, the, the, sorry, the greater your skill, the more the challenge has to increase for you to achieve flow. If the challenge level is too low for your skill level, then you'll be bored. And if the challenge level is too high for your skill level, then you'll be frustrated or even afraid. Um, but you won't be in flow. So there has to be this sweet spot, spot between challenge and skill level for you to achieve a flow state. And this enables you, this empowers you, knowing this empowers you to either change your skill level or change the challenge level. Every time I immerse into something where I seek to achieve skill, uh, I seek to achieve flow, even when I'm cooking like my, my, uh, my eggs this morning um, or when I make my coffee, um, this is such an automatic process now. So I bring in new levels of challenge, like how silently can I do this? How efficiently can I do this? And when I'm driving my car, I'm thinking, how mindfully can I focus? How much can I embody the feelings of going around this corner? But I'm always looking for new, new ways to bring in new challenge so that, so that um, I'm, the challenge level hasn't become too low for my skill level. And if I'm embarking on something really difficult, I'm always looking for a quick way for me to up my skill level so I can meet the challenge. So those are the, 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 the four kind of like parameters. So we've got like focus, we've got goal, we've got feedback loop, and we've got challenge to skill ratio. And these are like flow basics, which, I'm, which, I'm, which you may be familiar with. So I want to talk to you quickly about my flow practice, okay? Um, so when I first started getting um, kind of obsessed with flow states, um, I had experienced most of my flow surfing, snowboarding, um, raving, as in like dancing in nightclubs, um, often under the influence of um, mind-offering substances. Um, and I'd experienced a lot of what, what felt like flow in meditative circumstances and things like um, music uh, gigs as well, where like, um, I remember a Dave Matthews concert where there was like a saxophonist and a trumpeter and they were jamming. So it was like a flow, it was like a, like a jazz music kind of scenario. And I remember feeling like a sense of collective flow there. My flow experiences now um, revolve around the pillars of one, meditation, two, breath work, three, movement, and four, deep nature immersion. Okay, so meditation is the absolute bedrock and foundation of my flow practice and many people's flow practice simply because it helps us 
develop the mental skills that optimize our ability to choose our state of consciousness and to have control over consciousness. Okay, it's, it's, it's a very powerful technology that's been passed down for thousands of years. Breathwork is a very powerful gateway as well. Um, because uh, the way that we breathe determines to a large degree the state of consciousness that we're in. For example, I just took a deep breath and then I took a very slow exhale through my nostrils. And for millennia, wise mystics and shamans and yogis have understood that that action that I just took would relax me. And just in the last five, ten years, there's been research that's come out of, I believe, Yale, um, that has confirmed that exhaling slowly through the nose induces a parasympathetic nervous system response. In other words, we, f we flip into our state of our, our relaxed mode, our relaxed mode of being. Okay? So every single um, breath that you take is having an effect on your consciousness. Um, so breath work is a very powerful part of my practice. Movement, our body is like this, like temple or like this, uh, we have the ability to um, drop into the present moment through the gateway of our body. Right now I can become aware of a sensation um, in my small toe on my right foot and I can focus my awareness on that. Right now I've, I can become aware of the presence of my spine as it reveals it, itself to my consciousness, not through sight but just through the sense that I have in my body. Right now I'm sensing my heart and I can feel my heart beat, but I'm also sensing this um, electromagnetic um, signature that is emanating from my heart as I um, immerse in this flow experience of sharing things that I've learned with you. And I can feel this. This is something that I've trained myself to feel, okay? And you're the same, no doubt. So, so embodiment, um, movement practices, yoga, qigong, um, climbing trees, anything can be done mindfully. And so it's the mindful, mindful movement is a very powerful flow practice. Um, another one um, that I described was deep nature immersion. So to be in flow is to be connected with your inner nature. Okay. So if you flip that equation around, to be in nature is a gateway to be in flow. When I drop into nature, I listen, I sense, I feel the energy around me in nature. And it enables the chatter of my thinking mind to still. And as the chatter of my thinking mind stills, something else arises. My feeling and sensing intuiting intelligence, my flow powers emerge as my thinking mind quietens down. And so just go to nature and just listen. Practice listening and you'll see what I mean. There's some more advanced flow practices, uh, or not necessarily more advanced. There's, there's plant medicines, um, psychedelics have been fantastic teachers for me to experience, to, to up my skills in the navigation of my consciousness. Um, deep, um, like, deep nature experiences or immersive multi-day silent experiences have been very useful for me as well. Um, also things like dialogue. Um, dialogue is one of my most beautiful modes of being in flow and I'm sure it is for you. You know those deep conversations you have with a bunch of friends and, and you're just getting in there and there's a, there's a collective state of consciousness going on and um, you can feel each other's energies, you like each other, you trust each other and there's just a flow of meaning that's just emerging. This is 
a beautiful way to experience flow states. Um, and another one I just wanted to raise is, is what we call altruistic flow or contributive flow, being in service. Whenever uh, you're in service, um, whenever you're giving of yourself, you're opening up this channel, this energetic channel, and you're en enabling yourself, you're creating like energetic space for you to receive. And what you're receiving <laughs> is the flow of the universe. You're receiving like this power as you give. And uh, this is why, in, in, certainly in the way that I look at it, this is why giving or being in service, just being kind or compassionate is such a wonderful and powerful flow trigger because you're, we're, creating, we're, creating, we're opening up the channels to be in the flow of life. Um, so those are some of the ways to be in flow. Um, so just to wrap up this um, flow nugget, where hopefully I've given you the uh, raw fundamentals of what is flow, uh, what is flow state and why it's profound and interesting. Um, I want to give you uh, a very clear gateway to, for you to enhance the amount of flow experiences you have over the next month and hopefully over your lifetime. So I've created a series of practices. It's called 22 Days of Flow. And um, every single day um, you get a flow practice. I've created a video and I've created some text um, and some science behind each one. And these are practices ranging from Wim Hof breathing to uh, visualization practices, to meditation practices, to other breath practices, to nature immersion practices, there's a whole bunch of practices, 22 days. Every day you get at least, you get a practice in video form and you just have to go to flowstate.co forward slash 22 days. So that's flowstate.co slash 22 days. And you can sign up there and you'll, every day you get one practice sent to your inbox. And these are practice, practices that I've mastered over, over the last 10 years. Some of them might be very familiar and natural to you. Some of them might be new to you. But what I'm allowing you or empowering you or hopefully inspiring you to do is to build up a um, a catalog or a library, a, almost like an arsenal of flow practices that you can pull out in any given set of circumstances so that you can move to this stage of flow consciousness, which I'll talk about in, this, in the next uh, tutorial video podcast that I create, um, which is about achieving a default mode of consciousness in which we are living in the flow of life. This is about moving from flow state to flow consciousness. And when we have learned uh, and when, when we have mastered enough flow practices and we've become skillful at navigating different types of altered states and flow states, then we begin to learn certain gems and nuggets about ourselves, about what we are, what it is to be human, that only reveal themselves when we have learned to be in altered states or to be in deep states of focus and immersion. And it's those nuggets, it's those gems, it's breaking through the barriers of separation that enables us to exist in an enduring default state of flow consciousness, which some people call a higher state of consciousness. And it's this state of consciousness in which all of life becomes flow, like the entirety of life. Everything is a flow experience. And this is the way that I see my existence, whether it's through business, whether I'm coaching somebody, whether I'm going into a company and leading a change program, whether I'm working with a business founder, whether I'm um, facilitating um, events within Flow Tribe, whether I'm just out with mates or with family, all of it is a flow experience. 
there's none of this separation between, oh, that's my meditation practice, that's my breath practice, oh, I'm going to go on a Vipassana retreat and then just have an intense peak state and then I'm going to go back to normal life and then I'm going to feel crap and then I'm going to go and do another peak state thing. There's none of that sort of like oscillation or that, or that um, kind of like, um, like um, chasing of highs. It's all of life becomes this higher state of consciousness, highest stage of consciousness. And that's, and that's the reality that becomes um, present and available to you only when you have learned to become a navigator of your consciousness. And that's the invitation that I give to you now. Um, and that's why I created the 22 Days of Flow, which you can access by going to flowstate.co slash 22 days. I hope that you've got something out of this. I hope that this inspires you to drop into a flow state perhaps as an invitation to you right now let's just take one deep breath together and i invite you to allow the exhale to be as slow um, and as calming through your nose as possible you feel it I feel calm, I feel centered, I feel relaxed. That's what the practice is all about. See you on the next one. My name is Jira Taylor, founder of Flow State. It's been great hanging out with you. And uh, I'll see you for the, this, uh, next, the next Flow Nugget. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Flow State Performance Podcast. Check us out at www.flowstateperformance.com for more inspiration to unleash your potential.